Good morning. <laughs> I don't know where to put that. <laughs> uh, my name is Amy Gottwalt. I am the youth pastor here at Praise Community Church. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys this morning. Um, I welcome everyone that's uh, joining us online. Um, I'm, I'm really excited and honored to be here with you. It's kind of weird, to be honest with you, to preach two services because that's not what I'm used to. I'm the youth pastor and we have one service on Sunday nights. Um, so it's kind of weird standing up here, you know, and, and preaching again. But um, I'm praying that the Lord comes and moves in extraordinary ways here this morning. Um, I've been talking to him about what I was supposed to share with you guys for a while now um, when, when Pastor Adam asked me to share. Um, and and he, he's told me exactly what to share with you guys, and I think that's awesome. <laughs> God is so awesome, and uh, if we're faithful and we know him and we ask him what it is that he wants us to share, um, he will tell us exactly what to share. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I love so much about the Lord. He just, he comes and he's faithful and he's good and he is with us. Um, before I um, begin, uh, I wanted to share a scripture with you guys. Um, and then I'm going to pray because I feel like I have to pray. I have to invite him to come because um, he's the one I want you to encounter here today. Uh, I want to just be the vessel that is willing for him to move through. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, um, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read, uh, I think they're going to be up on the screens as well, but it's really good to get this book open. It's alive, and it's powerful, and it's good, and I pray that you guys love it as much as I do, and if you don't, um, I really pray that you get to a space where you do love it. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 1 to 5, it says, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. I share that with you because more than anything, I pray that you hear my heart today, um, that as I pray and as I share scripture with you, because there's a lot of scripture that the Lord has given me to share with you, that you feel the presence of the Lord. That it is him that comes and ministers to your heart. That is my prayer. Um, that you feel him, that you know him. Because I don't, I don't have much to offer other than a heart that loves Jesus. Um, and it's him that changes lives. It is his word and his truth that meets us in the darkest places and in our hurts and in our pains and brings healing. And as Paul said, I don't, I don't come with any wisdom, that, like, any wisdom that is good apart from what he has taught me and what I've read in the scriptures. And it may not be eloquent, but I hope that you hear my heart and I hope that you know how much I love Jesus. 
So I'm going to pray. And I cried a lot first service, so maybe I can keep it together a little better second service. But if not, bear with me. Um, I just really become very emotional when I think about Jesus. When I hear stories like the testimonies that were shared from New Life for Girls, because it's the power of the gospel. It changes our lives. And if you knew of me countless years ago before I knew the Lord and you saw me today, it would be two different people. And I would hope that you wouldn't recognize that person because, well, you look at me and you wouldn't know that that person even existed because that's what Jesus does for us. He makes us a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And... Uh, yeah, so I, I just want to say thank you guys again for sharing testimony because that's how we overcome, right? That's what it says in the Word of God. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. And I know that it's because of someone's testimony that I heard that I am where I am today. Because my life wasn't always this way. But thankfully, my husband grew up in church um, and had that foundation. So when I was at a really rough place, he brought me to church and I got to hear someone's testimony and it changed my life. Because it gripped me to know that in a place where I had no hope, there was someone that offered me hope. And so I want to invite you guys to pray with me. And I'm going to hit my knees. And yes, I'm in my bare feet because that's what I tend to do. I tend to preach in my bare feet. <laughs> you can ask any of my kids at youth group. In fact, they just played a game a couple Sundays ago. It was like a what was it? Family feud. And they were like, which of the leaders would be most likely to be in their bare feet? <laughs> and I was number one. <laughs> but I think it's because a while back I heard um, about a reason why. Because God is holy. You know, I think, uh, I think of Abraham and when he approached the fire and how he said, take off your sandals, right? Because he's a holy God and he's a righteous God and I want him to come. And I want to present myself to him as an offering. Because he deserves it. He saved my life. And uh, he saved all of our lives. And he has, Jesus died on the cross for all of his children to be saved and come home. And I pray that we come to know that. That we actually come to a place where we see with the Father's eyes. And know that every single person out there, he wants to return to him. And then we're not judgmental, but we're compassionate and understanding and loving. Because there are bro there's so much brokenness out there. So I'm going to pray. <laughs> so Father God, I, I thank you. I thank you that you have given me this opportunity, Lord God, to preach your word, to share your heart. I'm thankful that everything that you share and say is true, Lord that you call us beloved, that you are our Father, our Creator, our Savior, and our friend, and so much more, Lord. I thank you that you're here with us, Lord God, that you've gone before us and you will come after us and be with us, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, for you to move in mighty ways in this house today, Lord. Because there are many of us that have come in here carrying things. We've experienced hurt and pain that is beyond understanding, Lord God. But you're here and you offer your hand 
And you offer healing, Lord God. And so I pray for everyone that's in here, Lord, for you to encounter them, to meet them where they're at, for you to reveal yourself to them, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that their hearts are beating inside because they feel you here. I feel you here, Lord. I couldn't do this apart from you. And so I thank you and I praise you, Lord Jesus. I pray that we become a body of believers that worship you, Lord Jesus, with our lives, not just with our lips, Lord God, but with our lives. And that others come to see you in us, Lord Jesus. That we can be the light in the darkness. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. If there's anybody in this room that doesn't know your love, I pray that you open up the heavens and pour out your love on them here in this space this morning, Lord. Let it be a place of encounter and love that changes everything. In your name I pray, amen. you have your Bible, if you want to open to Psalm 139, I'm going to start at verse 1. I cheated a little. I have little sticky notes in here. Maybe some of you guys have those little markers in your Bibles. Those are so awesome. You just flip right to the book that you need. The Word of God is awesome. <laughs> so one, Psalm 139, 1 to 10. I, I want to share just a, just a little bit with you about why I love Jesus. And I love Jesus because of scriptures like this that reveal to you who he is. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways. <laughs> Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, and you are there. If, ma if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. I love that scripture because it talks about how the Lord pursues us and how he's with us. And before we even think a thought, he knows it. He created us and he knows everything about us. And I think for some of us, maybe we're like, oh man, I wish there were some things that he didn't know about me. But he knows it all, and he loves you anyway. And I think, for me, when I asked the Lord what it is that I was supposed to share with you this morning, he talked to me about sharing with you what's really important to me. And what's really important to me is communion with the Father. Not, not so much communion where you, you take the bread and the cup, which I think is just as equally important, because I think that if we don't remember what Jesus did for us on the cross... If that's not something that we keep at the forefront of our mind, um, then we, we lack a sense of gratitude. 
Because we are who we are because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's it. It's not about what we do or what we don't do. It's about his blood that was shed on the cross for us. And I think that that is an identity that some of us have a hard time grasping, right? Because it's freely given and not deserved. But I think that when we come to a place where we understand and believe these words and the reality of them, it changes everything in your life. But I don't believe that these words come alive to us until we get alone with him. I think we can read the word of God and we can be like, wow, that's amazing. Those words are amazing. That truth is amazing that no matter where we go, we cannot go away from him. He's always there. And his love is amazing. Covers all our sins, a multitude of sins, right? But I don't believe that that can really become a reality to us until we get alone with him. I know it didn't for me. I, I started going to church in 2010. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I started going when I was in a really rough place. I was, I was suffering from severe depression. I had tried to take my life twice. Um, and thankfully, uh, my husband had grown up in a Christian home, so he had that foundation. And he was like, if we don't go to church, if something doesn't change, then I can't stay with you. Um, and at that point, when you're hopeless and you don't even want to be alive, you're pretty much desperate for change. And so I said yes. And saying yes, I got to go to a church nearby, and I got to hear a testimony. And the Lord just wrecked my heart. Like, in that moment, he just wrecked my heart, and he gave me hope. And from that point on, I just wanted to run towards him. And I wanted to receive everything that he had for me. So I spent a lot of time um, reading the word of God and in prayer. But to be honest with you, I don't know that that stuff really became the reality of what I walked in until I started coming to church here. Um, I, a friend of mine was going to the church at the time, and he ta- she got a hold of me and told me about Brian's prophetic school that he was having. And so in the prophetic school, Brian talked to us a lot about sitting with the Lord. And being still. And I remember he quoted Mother Teresa who said, in the stillness of the heart, God speaks. And that, that really hit home for me. Because a lot of times I would get alone with the Lord, and like I'm sure so many of you have experienced, um, there's all these things that are going in your mind. You know, you're thinking about what you got to do. You're thinking about what you did wrong. You can't focus. There's so much distraction. We live in a world of distraction. Amen? Yeah, but there's a place where I kept going to that place. I kept going to get alone with him. I have this little prayer room in my house, and I would go there, and I would just sit because I wanted what he had more than anything in the world. And so when I got to a place where I could still myself before him, I started a, a relationship with him where he, I talked to him, and he talked to me. And he does that. That's who he is. He's such a good father. He wants a relationship with you. That's what he created us for, to have a relationship with him. And it's not just one way. You know, we don't just go to him when we need something. 
It's a, it's a, a relationship where you go to him when you're broken and he holds you in his arms and he comforts you because that's who he is. And he also corrects you because that's what good parents do. They correct you. And so when I asked the Lord what it is that he wanted me to share with you, it was that. It was communion. It's my favorite place to be. And I really came to know who he was and the truth of who he says I am when I sat with him, when I got alone with him. When he allowed it, he brought it to life inside of me. And it's actually something that I, that I want to walk in. It's an identity I want to walk in. I want to remember what he says that by, our, by his stripes we are healed. And that we have authority over the evil one. That Jesus died to give us the same inheritance that he has. That's what the word of God says. I have a tattoo on my neck. I have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> um, most of them I got before I knew the Lord. But the first one that I got um, after coming to know the Lord was Ephesians 2.13. And it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And that was my story. That is my story. Because for most of my life, I wasn't near to the Lord. And I, I didn't have the option, to be honest with you, because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And I love my mom and my dad, and they're good people. But they couldn't give me what they didn't have to offer. And I praise God that they know him today. I hope they know him intimately. That is my prayer. For so many of us, right, for people that we know and love, we just want them to know Jesus. I am so thankful that my children get to grow up in a home where they know the reality of Jesus, where they come to a church where they talk about the truth that is available to them, that they can hear the voice of God, and that they can stand in authority against the schemes of the, of the evil one. I'm so thankful for that. And I pray more than anything that my ministry starts at home, like you said. Because ministry can be heavy and hard, and I love your kids. And I do my best to lead them. Please know that. And I probably won't always do it right, but I'm always honest and real with them. And I try to ask forgiveness when I mess up. <laughs> So when I asked the Lord what he wanted to share with you, he led me to 2 Kings chapter 4. Oh, man, I don't have a lot of time. Wait, how much time? I do have time. <laughs> you don't know which one to watch back there. It's confusing up here. <laughs> Usually I'm down there on the ground preaching to the kids, and I don't have a timer in the back. Um, so 2 Kings chapter 4. to start in verse 1. It says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? 
tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. I share that story with you because I believe that we can go to God with all of the things that all of our needs, all of our frustrations, all of our concerns, all of our feelings, we can go to him and we can ask him for help. And I love how it says, Elisha says to the woman, go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Because I believe that there's something really special about getting alone with the Lord. And when you get alone with him and you go to him with your heart, no matter how ugly it is, because sometimes when I go to him, it's not pretty. A lot of times just ask for forgiveness, even though I know he already has given it to me. But when we go to him, he gives us more than enough, right? It says, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. And I think for so many of us, it's the getting to that place, right? Where we receive what it is that he has to offer. It's the, I know for me, it's, it's, it can be hard. You know, you set your alarm 30 minutes earlier than you want than your kids to get up and then they get up 30 minutes earlier, right? (laughs) But I guess my heart that I want to share with you guys is like, do you have the desire to make space for him? Because I think that that's what's important, that we, even if it doesn't always work out, that we have the desire to make space for him. And actually, from the so many moments that I've been alone with him at his feet, allowing him to love me and comfort me and pour into me, I have learned that no matter where I go, he's with me. And his truth does not fail. And that, to be honest, we can tap into that power and that conversation and that communion anytime that we want. Anytime. But we live in a world of distraction, right? And I know for me, I have the routine, you know, I have kids, I get them up, I got to get them fed, and, you know, we can get so into that stuff, and that stuff isn't bad, right? It's not bad, it's good stuff. In fact, they're all God's blessings that he's given to us. But there's a place where we can invite him in to those places. And I've come to know that by sitting at his feet and allowing him to love me. And that's it. It's his love. It's his love that changes everything. When you come to understand how much he loves you, how he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he has so many blessings to give each of us. 
because he's a good father. And he knows our needs before we even speak them. I love that. I love that about the word of God. Oil was those filled those jars. God did that. That was a miracle. This, this book is filled with miracles. The supernatural. And I believe we come to a place where that same thing is available to us when we get alone with him. And, you know, I think for some of us, right, when we get alone with the Lord, perhaps we struggle with what to say, right? I think so many of us are like, well, my prayers aren't eloquent or I don't know what to say. You know, I I know sometimes even when I ask the kids to pray, like they can get nervous. They just want it to be exactly right, right? But actually, the Bible actually, Jesus tells us exactly what to pray when we get alone with the Lord. I love this book. <laughs> it gives us everything that we need. Open it if you never have. So I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. So if you ever make that space for the Lord and you don't know what to pray, remember this. It says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 13. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. (laughs) I love it. Jesus taught us exactly what to say when we go and we get alone with the Father. And we remember that this is his kingdom, that we were created for communion with him. And I think maybe for some of you, you're like, well, why? What's the point maybe? Because we're actually called to serve and love and share that love that we receive with others. Because we live in a very broken world, a hurting world. In Matthew 10, verse 27, it says, What I tell you in the dark Speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. 
I love that scripture because it's actually calling us into a deeper place with him, right? And knowing that from that place, he will actually fill us to a place that we can overflow onto others. And we're all called to the mission field. I know for many of you, you know my heart is for overseas missions. I've gone on numerous mission trips around the world and got to share the gospel, which is in itself a miracle. But we're all called to the mission field every single day. Every single day, God will put something in front of us, and I pray that each one of us has the eyes to see what exactly it is that he's asking us to do. But I believe that we figure that out by spending time with him, by talking to him, by communing with him. And from that place, he actually gives us our assignment, our ministry, In a minute here, I'm going to ask Heather to come up, and uh, she's going to play a song for you guys. Um, it's a song called Communion. Um, and it's, it's a really powerful song, um, and I hope that it blesses you guys. Um, I don't know if you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about, about communion. It's, it's, it's just intimacy. It's intimacy with the Father. It's a, it's a place where you come to know his love in an extraordinary way. And we do this thing at youth group um, on Sunday nights. Um, we, we share testimony, which is so powerful. And I love when, when, when I hear the kids share testimony. Um, but we also do something called eight minutes in prayer, um, which the Lord had given me a couple years ago. Because I always tell the kids, I don't know um, if you're making the space for the Lord outside of Sunday nights. For some of them, I can tell if they are or not. I don't know if they're reading the word of God because I'm only with them two hours on a Sunday night. I, I do know what my kids are doing. But I, I always talk to them about the importance of being with the Lord. And having that time with him. And so we make this space for eight minutes. And Corbin will usually play some music in the background. And the kids spread out all across the sanctuary. And they can take their Bibles. They have journals that they have. But we sit for eight minutes and we ask the Lord to come. And so that's a time and a space for them. And so I... I want to try to have that same environment for you guys here this morning. And I'm not saying you have to get up or anything at all. I'm just saying I want to pray and I will invite Jesus to come. And I hope you experience his presence and his love. And I pray that it creates a yearning inside of you for more of him. Because he loves you. And he wants to be with you more than anything in the world. And he wants to take your pain and your hurt and your frustrations, your anger or whatever. He wants to take it from you. He wants you to lay it down and give it to him. Because we're not called to carry it. And so I pray. I pray, Father, as Heather sings and 
We sing this song and we worship you, Lord, that, that you come. And I pray that for those who have never encountered your love to feel your love, Lord God, you are the God of the impossible and all things are possible through you. And I pray, Lord, that you just stir hearts, Lord Jesus, that you create in them a yearning for you, more of you, because there's always more of you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Me and you 
stand with me I would like to pray over you I pray for many of you that don't know that you can have a friend like Jesus that you come to a place where you do know that you can trust him with your life. Because I promise you, wherever he's calling you to and whatever he's asking you to do, he is faithful to provide. And sometimes it might even seem scary, the places that he asks you to go. But I promise you, those are the places where you can counter him. And you can come to know him and trust him. I feel like I've come to trust the Lord with my life because of the time I've spent with Him. It's my favorite place to be is with Jesus. I love being with my family. But I would do anything Jesus asked me to do because He saved my life. He saved all of our lives. And I trust him with mine.
Now I'm going to pray some scripture over you. It's from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So, Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done in my life. I thank you that you are here with us. I thank you that all things are possible through you, Lord Jesus. I pray that that truth hits someone today. That the extraordinary and supernatural is still happening. And that we can trust you. But we come to trust you by spending time with you. So I pray, Lord God, for us to make that space to be with you. Because it's from that place that everything changes and we experience your love. I thank you that you first loved us, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for us. ask your blessing upon every son and daughter in this room, Lord. If they don't know you, I pray you reveal yourself to them. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that was shed so that we could have communion with the Father. pray that each one of us just makes ourselves available to you. And that every day we fall more in love with you. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for letting me spend this morning with you. Thank you for letting me lead your kids. I love them. I hope you know that. If you have kids that don't come to youth group, I highly encourage you to give them a little push to come. Um, New Life for Girls will have a table out in the lobby if you would like to visit with them before you leave. I know they would appreciate that. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. 
We hope today's message was encouraging and convicting. If you have any general questions for us, feel free to email us at info at praiseyork.com. If you'd like to sow into the ministry of praise, visit praiseyork.com give and be sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with happenings here at Praise.